0: Let the one who is among you be the first to throw a stone at her. This by far is the most perfect answer that Jesus could give. We know the law of Moses would command for this woman caught in adultery to be stoned. And yet we also know Uh, He's supposed to be full. God is full of mercy. Jesus, even before this in John's gospel, has forgiven sinners. And so they try to trick Jesus. The Pharisees and the scribes try to trick him. But he turns it around on them. Let the one who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And we can imagine, can imagine putting yourself there. And hearing these words, what would you do? Of course, you would drop your stone. The elders did, and everyone else did as well. And all who was left was Jesus. Jesus and this woman who's still standing there. You can imagine standing there in shame an embarrassment, scared. Because there is Jesus now standing before her. And he asked this question, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And of course, her response, No one, sir. So what does Jesus say? Neither do I condemn you. Jesus full of mercy, Jesus full of forgiveness. But he doesn't end there. This is not where the story ends. Jesus goes on to say, Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Jesus is not saying that sin is okay. He's not saying that she should go live a life of adultery. Same with us as well. He doesn't ever say, go ahead and go sin some more. He's full of forgiveness. But he also says, do not sin anymore. Receive God's mercy, receive God's love. He does not condemn us, but he does not want us to live in the darkness of sin. Of course, we know that we're all sinners. This is what Jesus says. He says, let the one among you without sin throw the first stone. We're imperfect human beings. We sin against God, and we sin against each other. And yet what we're called to do is truly be forgiving, compassionate, merciful. The hardest thing to do sometimes, often, is to forgive someone especially if they've harmed us or harmed a loved one you know a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago a, a new story came across my, my computer and I decided to, to look at it it was a story from uh, Fox Channel 9 it told the story of, of, a, of a woman this woman's name was Bridget Dunn uh, Bridget Dunn was a 56 year old Mother, she she lived in Blaine, she owned a Pilates studio, Uh, she was married to Chris, and she had three sons, two adult sons and one who's a teenager as well. On a Monday afternoon, she was walking her dog down 109th Avenue in Blaine, something she did often, going for a walk, enjoying the day, when all of a sudden, she was struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver. The driver stopped 100 yards later, and then sped off. Police were able to track down the vehicle from witnesses and from even the driver's girlfriend as well, and found that John Jones was a driver. John had a history of drug abuse. John had a history of driving without a valid license, and at the time of the accident, was driving with a revoked license. When the authorities questioned John, as you know that you hit someone, he said he thought he hit a sign, or maybe a dog, but definitely not a person. Sure enough, John was arrested immediately and placed in jail. Early news reports from this story, as I went back and looked, saw that the community was extremely upset. They wanted vengeance upon John, lock him up for life, or even worse, some people were calling for. But Chris, Bridget's husband, took a different approach. He said this. Throughout this process, I haven't felt anger or malice or a sense of revenge. I was just focused on my wife and my family. On January 20th of this year, John, a 31-year-old and father himself, accepted responsibility for his actions. In exchange for his guilty plea, John must spend one year in the workhouse, then six months on electric home monitoring, a form of house arrest, and perhaps most importantly, to Bridget's loved ones, John must complete a rigorous rehab program and follow the conditions of his probation for 10 years. He'll actually be released every day from prison to go to rehab. And if he fails to follow the the rules of probation, if he fails to live the life of sobriety for 10 years, or is he caught driving with a revoked license, he'll go to jail for eight years. Bridget's husband, Chris, had this to say. This is back on January 20th. I know there are a lot of angry people out there about this. Because Bridget was a big part of a lot of people's lives. But John, he's 31 years old. And I'm sure he didn't wake up this morning thinking, I'm going to go out and run somebody over. I think he has three kids. He just had a baby born a few weeks ago. People deserve second chances if this if this guy can abide by these terms of probation, become a productive member of society and be there for his family, I'll be cheering for him all the way. March 24th, so a week and a half ago, it was time for the official sentencing of John. The prosecutor told the judge I was going to go after John with everything I had. I was going to throw the whole book at him. But the family convinced me otherwise. As the victim's statement started to come, the first one to share was Bridget's sister. And she was sharing for another sister, but at the end she goes, I want to add something myself. And she looked right at John. She said, John... I'm praying for you, and I know that you can do this. I myself, she said, have been sober for 11 and a half years. You can do this. You can imagine at this point, the whole courtroom is full of tears. John himself is crying. The whole family is crying. Eventually, Chris came up the husband of Bridget with his three sons. And the three sons are standing behind their father with their hands on his shoulder. And this is what Chris said. She, Bridget, is the greatest example of compassion, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, and love. She, more than anyone, is getting our family through this. So Mr. Jones should consider this second chance as a gift from Bridget. What he does with it is up to him. At this point, John himself spoke. And he thanked the family for showing him compassion, forgiveness. He apologized once again for his actions. And he said, I promise that I'll get the help that I need. And as I'm in rehab, share this story with other people as well to know that we can get through this together. Eventually, the judge handed down the sentence. And she dismissed the courtroom. As people were getting up to leave, John was going to be put in handcuffs. The deputy was standing right next to him. As I was watching this video, out of the corner of the video, a man was approaching John. It was Bridget's elder son, 24, 25 years old. John turned around and saw him. As he approached him, going around the little railing, John stood up, instead of shaking John's hand, the son, the son of Bridget, extended his arms and gave him a hug. Can you imagine the one who killed your mother and you're giving him a hug? No words had to be shared. It was an embrace of love, an embrace of forgiveness an embrace of, I'm here praying for you. A couple other of Bridget's family members came to John as well and gave him a hug, an embrace. Talk about compassion, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, and love. Of course, we know that God is full of compassion, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, and love for us. And he gives it to us abundantly. But he wants us to do the same as well. So often we hold on to unforgiveness. And when we do that, what does it do? It tears us apart. It drags us down. We live in darkness just like we live in sin. And we know that's not worth it to hold on to that anger, that malice, or seeking out revenge. We're all sinners. We're imperfect individuals. And yes, it's hard to forgive. But is it worth it? Why did Bridget's family forgive? Because they knew there was no other option. They knew that she herself was full of that mercy, kindness and compassion as well. That compassion and mercy that God has for each and every one of us, but wants us to share it with one another as well. In this world it's so easy to get caught up in unforgiveness and anger or in revenge. But that's not why Christ came into this world. He came to give us love and for us to share that with one another as well. Everybody needs to forgive somebody. It's hard, but with God's help, his mercy, and his grace, we can do it. And so let's be like Bridget's family here. Let's be like Christ, full of love, mercy, and forgiveness.